Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the How to Sleep podcast. Do you ever tell yourself that you can't go to bed because you have too much to do? In this episode, you'll learn just how much of an impact this one statement can make on your ability to sleep. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you have worked so hard to create, and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep, or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep, or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve, and actionable steps that you can take. So I was talking to someone the other day, and she was explaining that fairly often she ends up staying up later than usual because she's got things that need to be done for the next day, and she didn't really see any practical way that she could change the situation. So she understood that getting to bed at a decent time consistently every night could be helpful to her sleep, but she didn't see how she could actually make this work in her life currently because she's so busy. And this gave me the inspiration for this podcast episode because it's a story which, although the individual details change, the theme is so common amongst people with sleep issues. Or should I say people with sleep issues which take the pattern that this podcast focuses on, which is taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and not being able to get back to sleep. And I've noticed a correlation between the pressure that we put on ourselves to get more done generally in our lives and then our ability to sleep. And I've noticed that, you know, people who are busy, diligent, driven, conscientious individuals, it actually seems to be those people in particular that are finding it harder to sleep. And I find this interesting because you'd think that being very busy and productive all day would mean that you feel tired because of all the stuff you've been doing all day. But for many people, I observe that this only holds true up to a point. And then at some point, the level of activity actually starts to have the opposite effect. It starts to play on people's minds so much that it appears that the brain actually starts to go the other way and inhibit sleep. So the more people take on and have to do and in particular kind of perceive that they have to do or yet to do what they didn't get done, then the, the harder their struggle with sleep. But the problem that I can also see and that I can relate to from my own experience of sleep problems is that it's very hard to kind of recognise this loop when you're actually stuck in it. So we often don't recognise it ourselves, but you can pick up on clues in the patterns of your behaviour and thought. And I wanted to call this out today um, because one of the major clues is if you tell yourself often that you're too busy to go to bed, that you know you should be in bed now, but you've got to do X or Y, And if this is you, I want to talk about the bigger message that this is sending to your brain. Okay, so you've probably heard me talk in previous episodes about the fact that it takes hours, not minutes, for our brain to prepare for sleep each night. So even if you're not consciously aware of it, as the day becomes the evening, so way before actual kind of the point of bedtime, our brain is starting to receive signals from different sources around the body that it's becoming the evening and it's setting into motion processes and releasing hormones that are preparing our brain and body for sleep. Now, what happens is, is when you have the belief that you can't sleep now or 
even that you you don't think about sleep but you just can't stop going at full pace so you know after tea you're still going you have to carry on with the tasks and activities and they're similar to what you've been doing in the daytime like maybe checking emails at night or looking at finances or household chores and you know these are physically or mentally demanding tasks or both so at this point what's happening is you're starting to communicate to your brain a totally different message a message which is actually saying Actually, it's not time to prepare for sleep because I still have all this other stuff to do. So at a high level, the issue you're creating is that your brain is receiving conflicting information at this point. And what can be happening then is that your brain is acknowledging it's tired and it's approaching the evening. But at the same time, it feels it should also override these feelings of tiredness because you've given it the message that you need to carry on. So in order to give you the ability to carry on, it's going to override the feelings of tiredness or kind of battle these two feelings at the same time. So, and it can do this by releasing chemicals that then inhibit the sleep hormones. So you might be able to feel awake in order to to be able to finish the task you want to do, but without realizing it, you can kind of pay the price for this later on. So I want to go a bit deeper now and explain why this is. So if your brain has got to the point where it's overriding the urge to sleep, then normally what's happened is it's released the chemicals which are gonna act as blockers or inhibitors which effectively mask your feelings of tiredness. So this may feel to you actually a good thing. It might feel like you've had a second wave of energy or you know that you felt tired at dinner time, but now you've perked up in the early evening. So what in fact could have happened though is Not that you actually got more energy, but that your brain is just helpfully masking the tiredness for you to help you carry on and do what you perceive is urgent to do. But there are three kind of problems associated with this though that I wanted to share with you just so that you're fully informed about what you're actually triggering here. So the first problem is that the chemicals that your brain releases into your system to mask the tiredness can stay in your system for hours. And there's no way, unfortunately, to undo this quickly. You have to wait until they wear off. So if if you kind of have a thought in your mind, you're quite late on in the evening, oh, I need to do this now, you, you can trigger the release of these sleep inhibiting chemicals and then you're going to do something that turns out to be quite a short activity. Say it only takes you 15 minutes, but you've inhibited your sleep enough to keep you awake for another couple of hours, for example. So this will lead you to feeling frustration and confusion because you're thinking, well, now I've finished what I want to do, so I can actually go to sleep now. But then you can't quickly reverse the feeling of having perked up and feeling more awake. So it can take you longer to go to sleep or you could have a worse night of sleep later in the night because you've got these chemicals circulating around. So looking back to when I had my sleep issue, I realised I must have been doing this all the time and just not knowing what was happening at all. The second problem is that even though you feel like you have a new burst of energy, it's it's not. It's just the opposite. It's just a suppression of, of the tiredness or your brain kind of hiding in effect how tired you are temporarily so that you don't feel tired in the short term so you can get on with things but you are still tired so it's similar to the effect of a painkiller you know you can't feel the pain after you've taken the painkiller but the, the pain's still there so if you hurt your ankle for example you you'd rest your ankle but your ankle will be in pain so you'd take a painkiller to conceal the pain I mean, it's not nice being in pain but you you wouldn't be deluded that your ankle was fixed you know you you'd know not to carry on walking on your ankle because the injury was still there 
But what you're probably not aware of is that when you get your energy burst or you perk up or however it feels to you, perhaps you don't even notice a lull and then a pickup. Perhaps you just keep on going full speed into your evening and you're not even aware of this process happening. You know, in this circumstance, you probably don't even realise you're tired until you sort of crash into bed and you fall asleep like instantly exhausted. But what I'm saying is your tiredness is still there. It's a false sensation of having more energy. You are, in fact, metaphorically running your body on empty. It's not functioning effectively at this point, and it's it's not great for your body to be doing that frequently. And that leads me on to the third point, which is you're, you're triggering a mechanism, an override mechanism that was supposed to be used, or designed, evolved to be used, only in an emergency, really. But you're using it again and again, perhaps every night. And over time, the release of these chemicals that inhibit sleep, you know, not only do they sort of disrupt sleep in the longer term, they're also, in fact, stress hormones. And if you're familiar with all of the modern scientific discoveries about the dangers of triggering repeated release of stress hormones, you'll know that that's not a desirable thing to be doing to your body each day. So overall, I wanted you to understand that giving your brain conflicting information in the evening can cause you to sleep worse in the longer term and that feeling more awake, feeling more energetic in the evenings, pushing your body to do more stuff is is not a sustainable position and it's kind of actually still just, just hiding the issue of tiredness. So you have to understand that your body is trying to be helpful to you by responding to your desire to keep on going and do more things, but you could be triggering a mechanism which is not meant to be used frequently. You know, you're triggering a stress response which modern science is discovering is not good for your body to be exposed to repeatedly. So your action step for this week, if you keep telling yourself that you need to do more things in the evening, that you haven't got time to kind of relax and switch off and go to sleep on time, you know, be aware of the longer term effects this can have on your sleep and your body and be aware that this is not going to help you function effectively in the longer term. So try this week to really examine what are the activities you feel have to be done late at night? You know, can they be done some other time? Can you ask someone else for help to get them done? Can they be outsourced? Can they be done in a quicker way? You're prioritizing your evenings for rest and preparing your mind and body for sleep instead. You know, that's the best thing you can be doing. That way you'll get to sleep quicker, you'll have more chance of sleeping through the night and you'll function more effectively the next day as a result. And obviously be really productive the next day. All right, so I hope that was helpful. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.